The LA Clippers have been very reluctant to pull a trigger on the James Harden trade. And the main story and the consistent thing that we're hearing is that it's because they don't want to part with Terrence Mann, who the Sixers definitely want. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about why Terrence Mann is so highly valued by the Clippers and why other fans should not be super confused as to why they're being so hesitant to trade him for a future Hall of Famer in James Harden on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Vaziri, born and raised in LA and going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan this fall. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA sports, LA Clipper, NBA and NBA history content and Locked On Clippers. Got to subscribe there as well. It's free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube, the only five-day-a-week Clipper podcast. And let me know on a scale of 1 to 10, how willing are you to trade Terrence Mann? With 1 being, I am not willing to trade him at all. I wouldn't give him up for anyone, really. And 10 being, get him out of here. I don't think anyone's going to vote that. But let me know what you think. So in this episode, that's brought to you by Pride, I'm sorry, FanDuel, the best app to bet on all your favorite sports right now it's number one you saw it on tnt throughout the playoffs they were talking about FanDuel too so clearly good things going on there but terrence man so a very sought after player in terms of we heard rumors about toronto trying to go for terrence man with fred van vliet being the center of a package there and Ty Lue being down to trade him, front office not being down to trade him. And then the one team that it seemed like they were willing to trade Terrence Mann to was the Nets for Kyrie Irving. But that didn't end up happening. The Nets clearly liked the Mavericks package better. And then now we're hearing the James Harden conversation where Terrence Mann is holding up the deal. Or should I say the Clippers are holding up the deal because they don't want to give up Terrence Mann. They don't feel like they need to. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about his value, why the Clippers seem to value him so highly. Two, a major reason why I think they're not going to deal him. And three, why it means so much more to us as fans and to the Clipper organization than people on the outside know. Let's talk about his actual value. So Terrence Mann, I think there's some misconceptions about him to a degree. The guy is 26 years old, and he's turning 27 in October. So it's not like he's some young guy that's going to keep getting – I mean, yes, he is a young player that's going to keep getting better, but I don't think he's a guy that's going to take some major leap and break out and be a star or anything like that. I think Terrence Mann's ceiling in the NBA, and I've mentioned this on this podcast tons of times, is to be a championship-level role player. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a championship-level role player. In fact, it's absolutely amazing to be a championship-level role player and better if you can win multiple chips doing that role. For example, his boy Bruce Brown, he just won a championship and got paid. 
and he deserved to get paid because he did all the little intangible things, played hard defense, competed every single night, and helped that Denver Nuggets team win their first ever championship. And in a hypothetical world or in a dream scenario, that's what Terrence Mann helps us do. He's already helped us get the greatest moment we've had in franchise history. So I have my trust in him that he will help deliver more given the opportunity. Now, who is Terrence Mann as a player? The reason why I brought up the age is because I don't think he's some guy that's going to break out all of a sudden or part of some young core. I think he's approaching his prime in the next couple of years. He's going to keep getting better at shooting the three ball, maybe a little bit more in the pick and roll we might see going forward. And obviously defensively to keep improving there. And being more confident on the court as people age, more experience, learning from your mistakes. And I think that he's a has the potential to be part of a championship-winning team as a role player. And I think the front office realizes that too. Now, there are a couple things that are interesting about this conversation in regards to Terrence. Because the front office, you know, look at the stats, right? This season, by the way, the last two seasons, Terrence Mann played 81 games in each season. So he only missed two games the total of the last two seasons. One major thing that the Clippers have had a problem with, as everyone knows, even if you're living under a rock, you might know that the Clippers have problems staying healthy. The fact that Terrence Mann's only missed two games in the last two years, his durability is absolutely huge. What else do the Clippers lack? Athleticism. And Terrence Mann's one of the more athletic players in the team. Long arms, fantastic in transition, elevates well, and isn't slow by any means. He's quick. I'd say better, and I'd say he's more fast in transition than quick, like a first step kind of thing. And he has very solid balance as well, and he's strong. So just a great overall athlete. And the Clippers lack athleticism. I mentioned fast break and in transition. One thing the Clippers majorly lacked, especially before Westbrook uh, arrived was the transition game. Very slow, half-court team, methodical. Terrence Mann allows us to play at a faster pace because he likes to get out in transition, and he is a good finisher in transition. What's another thing the Clippers lacked? Rim pressure. Terrence attacks closeouts. Terrence cuts and elevates at the rim. In terms of and ones, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I would be shocked if he's not in the top five for our season in and ones. Terrence Mann adds rim pressure. So all these different things that the Clippers lacked, he brings to the table. Now, why do other franchises want him so much? Well, I'll tell you. Because people, franchises, teams, they want guys that guard, that play hard, that do the little things. Any coach, any fan wants this kind of player over a guy that might be an amazing scorer but does nothing else, doesn't do anything with the ball away from his hands, doesn't do anything on the defensive end. Terrence Mann is a perfect utility player. One of the reasons that we haven't seen him really have a consistent role on the Clippers is because he's so versatile. He can play in a number of roles. He can play in the dunker spot offensively. He can be in the corner shooting the three, which he's much improved in. He was even playing kind of de facto point guard sometimes in 2022. And even before we got Westbrook, of course, that famous 10 and two with Kawhi Paul and Terrence starting stat before we got Russ. So we saw him in a number of roles. I wouldn't say he's some amazing creator, pick and roll guy, because what he lacks is his scoring still needs work in terms of his confidence. One, shooting the ball without hesitation. That's one thing Ty Lue really doesn't like from anybody. And I know that's part of the reason why Terrence Mann doesn't play as much as us fans would like. is because sometimes he hesitates with his jump shot. Secondly, he can really only go right. He has a great strong drive to his right, but he doesn't really have a bag. You know, he has decent footwork and has that little one-legged fade, 
but there's no Terrence Mann isolation situation that's really making you feel confident. He still kind of lacks that, and I don't see him being an isolation kind of one-on-one scorer in his career. But, hey, you never know. In terms of pick and roll, I think if Terrence just hit the mid-range with more consistency, he absolutely could be a very good pick and roll player because he can make the reads. He's a very solid passer. He sees the open man, always willing to make the extra pass and hit the open guy. But teams are going to keep going under the screen because they know he's a downhill threat. They want him to shoot the ball and prove that he can hit it. And once he hits that mid-range, then things are going to open up, and now he has a whole new dimension to this game. A dimension that the Clippers might not even need. But the thing is, teams want guys – a lot of teams want guys that don't want the ball in their hands, that find a way to get points, that find a way to come up with the ball. And that's what Terrence Mann is. Because I've noticed in my 19 years watching basketball now, in all my – time studying the game past and present. The guys that do the things that Terrence does, the defensive side of things, rebounding, the little things are the ones that's game that will be there. The ones that's game translates to the playoffs better than say, even a guy like a Lou Williams who, yeah, was able to win two games off the Warriors in a playoff series, but were we ever going to win that series? A guy like Terrence Mann has a better chance of closing a game than a guy that could be a defensive liability. And when the shot's not falling, he's not really contributing. And as much as I love this guy, a guy like Jamal Crawford might even fit into that category as well. And teams know that. You saw it with Jordan Poole this past season. He's a fantastic player. But he was getting paid $30 million, And then when his shot's not falling, he wasn't really contributing much. And Jordan Poole's much better than a guy like Terrence Mann in the pick and roll, handling the ball and stuff in isolation. But Terrence Mann does those little things. Alex Caruso is another example of somebody who does those little things that organizations want. And that's why teams clamor for this guy. And that's the reason why Lawrence Frank doesn't want to give him up. Because if we're playing in a win-now situation, we need guys that are going to guard the point of attack. We need guys that have meshed with this team. We need guys that are going to compete every night and be available. So that's why his value is so high with the Clippers. We don't have guys that are going to go out and guard the point of attack because we don't want Kawhi Leonard and Paul George overexerting themselves. So Terrence Mann's utility is so high. Now, the question is, if his utility is so high, why didn't Ty Lue play him more in the regular season? That's the biggest conundrum. And I've done extensive episodes on that, but I hope it changes. But coming up, another reason why the Clippers are in no rush to trade Terrence Mann. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, so another reason why the Clippers are in no rush to trade for James Harden, and one thing I'm seeing from all these recent reports about 
oh, expect it to be a staring contest. Expect it to go on into the season. Expect the Clippers not to budge off their stance with Terrence Mann. Uh, you know, not being not the Clippers not wanting Terrence Mann to be part of the trade package. Well, when you look at the stats, they're not exactly super eye-popping. Nine points this season, 3.4 boards, 2.3 assists on 52% shooting and 39% from three, though. That's improved from 2022's 48% from the field and 36.5 from three. So he is getting better shooting the ball. 39% from three. I know he's only shooting 2.4 attempts, but man, that is really improved. And again, there's no bigger demand for role players in today's game than 3 and D guys. That is what everyone wants. Now, I'm not saying Terrence is a 3 and D guy. I actually think he's more than that. I think he's a 3 and D and slasher guy who's still improving on the 3 part. And I want him to shoot that ball with consistency a lot more throughout the course of next season. But a big reason why I don't think, and it seems like it seems very clear from what we're seeing so far is that the Clippers are in no rush to trade for James Harden. They believe clearly, because if they really were, they would trade Terrence Mann to get a star, but they're not that desperate. And I love that they're not, because why should we be for him? Especially, especially when we have all the leverage. James Harden has said he wants to only play for us. Now, everybody knows how I feel about Harden. I don't want him. I like the squad that we have now, and I think it's all about PG and Kawhi being healthy in order for us to really have a chance to go all the way. But, and I, I've already talked about the arguments as to why people want Harden in previous episodes. Go check them out. Don't have the time for that now. But I'll say this. The Clippers know that Harden wants them. And so they don't need to, t- you know, throw Terrence Mann. They're not desperate, as I said. They're not desperate because they know Harden wants them. And they're not desperate because we already re-signed Westbrook and have a really solid squad regardless. So, yeah, we have the leverage. So don't expect anything to be done. As we know, Daryl Morey waited the entire season with the whole Ben Simmons thing and didn't trade him till he found the offer that he liked, and that was James Harden. And eventually, in the end, the Sixers won. Because they got to two straight second rounds. Okay, they lost. But they got James Harden for a guy that wasn't playing. Will they end up with a better deal than that for them this time around? I don't think so. But look, Embiid and Maxi are going to keep that ship afloat. They're just going to have clear limitations, like a clear ceiling. They probably won't be able to get out of the second round without adding another starter to replace James Harden. As good as Tyrese Maxey is. but. That's why I don't expect to see anything for a little while. We have all the leverage. There's no desperate need for Harden. We seem like we're very confident. I shouldn't say very confident, but pretty content going into the season with Westbrook as our starting point guard. And then we'll see how we fill out the starting lineup from there. But that's my opinion as to why you're probably not going to see anything for a while. And Terrence Mann is not going to be dealt. Because as I, all the things I said in the first segment, those all apply and the Clippers don't want to part ways with that when they don't need to, and we don't need to. But coming up, I'm going to be talking about the one ingredient as to why Terrence Mann is even more valuable than just the stuff I mentioned about his on-court game. Going to be talking about that coming up.
All right. So let me just say this. I'm not saying that the Clipper front office cares this much about the fans and their emotions because they showed that they didn't really give a damn this past season by selling us a lot of BS, a vision that was not even close to being executed. And it went beyond just the health of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It went beyond just Ty Lue's coaching decisions. Just everything from the start of the season was not a team that was prioritizing the regular season and they paid the price for it. And Lawrence Frank said and admitted that they needed to take the regular season more seriously going into next year. So they learned their lesson, a lesson that I'm not saying I could do any better as a coach or anything like that, but something I was preaching from day one on this podcast and my own channel, the regular season, look what seed the nuggets were the one seed. Oh, shocking. Not really, but let me just say this. Terrence man means a lot more to Clipper fans than people realize it's hard for me to put into words what that 2021 run meant to us especially if you live here in los angeles we were ridiculed with that whole second round thing for very many years 2015 was really bad when we blew that 3-1 lead we clearly were better than the houston rockets clearly as i talked about in the last episode How about 2020 in the bubble? The all-time low. When we get Kawhi, we get Paul George. The slander was unimaginable. I couldn't even go on social media. I literally felt like every time I saw a Clipper meme that I was getting personally attacked. We were at a very low point in terms of this whole second round thing. It literally felt like we were cursed. Like there was a hex on the basket every time we got that close. And I always said since I was a little kid that it was going to take a Herculean effort for the Clippers to break this curse. And it, it it did take one. And it came from Terrence Mann. I obviously have my own personal story with Terrence Mann, but I'm not going to share that right now. I think I've told it already. But that moment, and we had our, you know, fans, certain section of them saying, play T-Man more in the regular season. Play T-Man more in the regular season. And when it came to the playoffs, it took him a while. But Ty Lue finally ended up playing him consistently. And you saw all the stuff I mentioned in the first segment being added to the table, why his game translated to the playoffs so well. But, man, I don't know if anything could have prepared us for those last two games. First dunking on Rudy Gobert in game five in Utah, silenced the crowd. That was just, to me, it it will go down as one of the more iconic plays in Clipper history. And then, I mean, game six, like, you're talking to a guy who considers that the second best night of his life. You know, that might sound sad, but look, man, I wouldn't put my high school graduation in there because that's more special than Terrence Mann and us breaking the curse. Hell no. Uh, not for me, at least. Everybody, everybody graduates high school for the most part, I guess. I don't mean to sound insulting there if you didn't. Um, but my college graduation that was made up because I got it got taken away by COVID. That was a great moment, but it's really hard to top that as someone who's so into sports. The only number one day I would say over that is when I got into UMass on, on a transfer. Um, that was a special moment for me, but I don't got kids. So like, what else is there? Uh, I mean, that was incredible. I even put that over the Rams Super Bowl. I I swear. I really would. I was there and it was just so special because you could feel it in the air. First game sold out basically since before COVID just happens to be the night that we can make history after we had to sit on our couches 
watching the first ever two seed in Clipper history play in the second round with a neutral location. And we and Terrence Mann did that. All of a sudden went unconscious from three. Like he's one of the only players in the team that we drafted. This whole team is of, of guys that we didn't draft. Terrence Mann, Amir Coffey, Jason Preston, Musa Diabate, Brandon Boston. We drafted these guys. Terrence Mann's the most relevant of those players. That matters to fans. That might matter to the organization more than we think. What about the interpersonal relationships that we don't even know about? Terrence Mann means so much to Clipper fans because of that. He will, we will forever be indebted to him. I know it wasn't a championship, but when you haven't made it past the second round and people are acting like you not winning, getting past the second round is like you not winning the championship, then it is our championship in a small, in a short-term thing. In a short-term thing, am I saying that making it past the second round is the standard of, of excellence that we have? Once we do that, that means it's an amazing season? No, it all depends on what's expected going into that season. But it's never a, a, a something to frown upon if you make the last four of the NBA playoffs, okay? Especially as a team. And for us to do that and Terrence Mann to be such a big part of it, like, I never want to see him put on another uniform. Like, I'm telling you right now, I never want to see him put on another uniform. You can call me emotional. Fandom is emotional. Like, it, it is. And it's even more emotional when you just support one player, which a lot of the people in the comment section and on Twitter and whatever seem to do. I'm a fan of the team. Nobody gets preferential treatment from me, but Terrence Mann, he's slight, and Paul George, by the way, who and Reggie Jackson. But Terrence Mann, for that game, I mean, it was just, you can't really put it into words how thankful we are. And I think the organization not only remembers that, but knows that he's built for the big moments, the man for the big occasion, pun intended. It's just very clear that Lawrence Frank prioritizes his skill set a lot more than Ty Lue, and that's what the concerning part is, because we just want to see him play more. But yeah, I love Terrence Mann. And there's a reason why he's not getting traded that easily. And there's a reason why even his, though his stats are not that great. And, and James Harden is one of the best shooting guards of all time. And one of the best playmakers in basketball led the league in assists. The Clippers are not parting ways with him like that. We don't need to. He does a little bit of everything for our team that we lack. And he's one of our own. Let me know what you think. Scale of one to 10 in the comment section. One being we absolutely should not train him for anything. And 10 being get rid of this guy. Let me know what you think. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper, LA Sports, NBA and NBA history content. Hit the notification bell on Locked On Clippers so you know every single time that a video is posted. Five days a week, the age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers!